Ladies and gentlemen, the road to the Super Bowl runs through Lincoln Financial Field as the Philadelphia Eagles have clinched a number one seed with the win over the New York Giants yesterday. Uh, Andrew and I were at the game yesterday, so we're going to break down our experience, talk a little bit about the game, and then talk a little bit about the playoff picture and some matchups that we may want to see along with some records that were broken this week. Andrew, we're out with we're without our uh, color commentator Ali today. He's actually in Green Bay doing something for work, so we're going back to the Afterthought crew, the original Winging It crew. It's good to be with you, man. Thanks to so much yesterday for joining me at the game. How are we feeling today? Uh, well, Ali's actually texting me right now. Uh, I can't believe you both would do this to me. <laughs> uh, I thought we had a special thing going. First, you go to the game without me, and now you do the podcast without me. Like, what the heck? Ali, sorry. No, I'm just joking, obviously. Um, Alex, first off, thank you for for bringing me yesterday, man. That was such an awesome experience. I'm glad that that game was, had some meaning to it, because when you originally told me about it a couple weeks ago, it didn't look like there was going to be much at stake. So um, even though it was not the prettiest game to watch, uh, it, it was still a win, and I'll take that any day of the week. And honestly, just getting to see, uh, you know, Jalen come out, seeing the, the the reception, seeing him make his little mini comeback, if that's what you want to call it, um, it was just great to be a part of. And heck, man, like it's it was January, and I feel like we were. I mean, it was like mid forties, which is I can't ask yeah. for anything more on January day. So awesome day at at, at the link. Yeah, no, it was awesome. The the, the stadium, um, it it wasn't overly rowdy, but it got loud, right? Like we we came in, uh, we we came in ready to go. We had good company. We had this awesome couple next to us from Florida. They flew all the way up from Orlando. Uh, they better get their names, but, but they yeah, promised. they said they would. They said they would. <laughs> uh, they flew up from Orlando. Really, really cool couples. It's always nice to have like you know people next to you that you enjoy talking to the whole time. Well, and um, let's not fail to mention that he was wearing Eagles attire and she was wearing a Giants hat. So that was yeah. that. It was pretty easy to uh, strike up conversation and ask, uh, you know, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was good. I would say the stadium. I don't know, seven out of ten. It was it was loud. It was loud, but it wasn't anything crazy. I think actually the loudest it got was when Jalen Hurts got introduced. And when they were flow, uh, throwing up Dallas Cowboys score predictions <laughs> or uh, uh, game breaks, uh, like during the middle of the game, the plays just went absolutely nuts. Dallas sucks chance broken out. Oh, yeah. um, insane. Insane. No, it was it was great. And I like, yeah, if you weren't going to say it, I was every time that they went to a little, you know, a little break and they would they would show the scores up on the screen or they would show highlights from the games that were going on. Anytime they showed an update of the commanders Cowboys game, it was it was a collective <laughs> roar. And you know what? At the very least, we know how to celebrate. We, we, we know how to celebrate with the best of them when it comes to uh, Dallas failing, which which we all witnessed yesterday. And they are frauds. Alex, they are frauds. We knew this all along. I, you know what? It's I, I. They don't worry me one bit. So they got they got what was coming. Um, I I don't know about you. Have you been listening to a lot of sports radio today? Because I I I have been very interested in gauging the reaction. Like I said, what we saw yesterday was a little disappointing. Or I think that we had higher expectations because our so called MVP was back on the field. Um, look, the game. In my mind, it could have gone a lot differently than it did. I think we we, mm-hmm. we sacrificed a lot of points by settling for field goals. But mm-hmm. uh, it did seem like that the fan base was a, li- a little bit in a panic. And I want to, I want to, you know, see, I guess, just overall how you're feeling today. Does yesterday scare you? Does it give you reason for concern? Or do you think that we needed what we needed to do and we move on? 
it's pretty funny. So walking into the stadium, I actually put a video out on our Facebook page talking about how I'm happy to be here, happy to support the Eagles, but did not think that this scenario where the Giants would be sitting their starters and we have to come out with all of our guys risking health because a number one seed is at risk. Like I'm happy, but I wasn't thrilled, right? A little bit of a momentum killer. And walking out of the stadium, I was like, man, like what what is going on? So sitting in traffic on the way home, because when you just go to Eagles game, all you do is sit in traffic. You sat in an hour of traffic yourself. Well, that was my um, own damn fault. I live in the city. I should have I should have <laughs> taken a different means of transportation. So, you know. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> um, but, uh, what, <laughs> but I was listening to WIP on the way home. And believe it or not, I actually had this feeling. I, I don't want to say panic, but a little bit of like doom and gloom. To actually a little bit of optimism. So why don't we, why don't you actually start us off with two up, two down? And uh, we'll kind of go through it that way. Alex and Andrews, two up, two down. Perfect. Let's get into it. So first thing I'm going to start off with is, yes, what we saw was a very vanilla game plan. But Number one, we got out of the game without suffering any further injuries. I know that there was a little bit of chatter afterwards about how Jalen Hurts, his shoulder, you know, it w- was sore. And I can understand people getting a little excited or, you know, getting a little up in arms about that. No pun intended. But I think that, look, this is why this game was important to win. And I guess I'll just give the other one is that we have a week to now take a break, take a breather, yep. let Jalen's arm rest up so what did we do yesterday as a collection we didn't we won the game it was not sexy but that doesn't mean that it wasn't amazing like that's exactly we 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 finished the season 14 and 3 jalen hurts finishes the season 14 and 1 as a starter starter. wow um insane you know we didn't show much it's it's i think that we even defensively I just think that the the plan was let's get out of this game healthy. And if we're we're not going to, you know, maybe we're not going to open up the playbook as much as we as we would before, but you know what? We we still got to see a couple nice plays to AJ Brown. We still got to see Devontae Smith get involved. Um we didn't see a whole ton of Miles Sanders and again, that could just be because a Boston Scott is the giant killer, the giant slayer, the giant always, whatever. dude. There's always a Boston Scott somewhere. In 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 the New York Giants game, love of seeing course. that touchdown yesterday. Of course, it, yeah, it was great. Uh, well, Always, <laughs> and I was joking with you during the game, but I took uh, Boston Scott last touchdown score at yeah. plus at, at you know very, it would have been a very nice payout. In and the like, fourth quarter, you're like nudging me, like still in play, it's still, still in play. play. Still Boston play. Scott still still <laughs> technically Kenny Galladay had to ruin it. <laughs> freak. Well, yeah, um, yeah, Kenny Galladay, Lord. Um, that might've been the one play he's made this entire season, but, um, but anyway, yeah, he was yeah. Uh, 76 catches away from uh incentive bonus, yeah. $750,000 bonus, only 76 catches away. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But, um, you know, look, Jalen didn't run the ball a ton yesterday. He will. Um, I don't know. We went out there, we won the game, we kept everyone healthy and now we have a week off to honestly dude kick back, watch what I think is the greatest weekend in best in weekend football. in sports. In yeah. sports in my opinion. Yep. I love wild super wild card weekend. It is the best. It's amazing and we can watch it stress free because yep. our boys are getting healthy. So, um yeah, how about you? What are your what are your two? I just got pumped to say, oh man, that just got me so excited. Um yeah, so uh, I'll start off with kind of like what I was thinking when I left the game because because my my up kind of exactly uh, mirrors yours. Um, so I was thinking that we should have put up 45 on this team. Um, and I'm sitting here in the stands, freezing my butt off, thinking, okay, I'm going to leave at halftime. Okay, I'm going to leave at the third quarter. Whoa, whoa. Oh, we okay. were not freezing. We were... My, I wasn't even wearing gloves. We, I run cold. I was, I was pretty cold. I was pretty cold near the end of the game. <laughs> um, then I got some, you know, we got the cheese steaks, got the mod sticks, anyone that goes to the link, those are the two best things. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, sitting here, we should have put up more. I'm like, Andrew, I, I'm hoping we're leaving by the beginning of the fourth. Okay. I'm hoping to leave when there's 10 minutes in the fourth. Ah, crap. Now we got to stay till the end of the game and, and watch the whole thing. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, you have web and we were making fun, like in the stands of like these people 
bringing down our starters, like guys we've never heard of before, like O'Shea Zimmerman, or you remember, like I don't even like know like half of these guys' names. Well, apparently, right? what we learned about him was he was a D two stud, and the, yeah. the guy behind <laughs> us, I don't know if he went to college with them, but he knew everything about. <laughs> I, I don't remember o- his name. O'Shea something. O'Shea. But yeah. but here's here's kind of what I learned, right? So if you actually like look at the game, and this was something that I didn't notice that was happening in front of me. There was like no RPO. There was no zone reads. This is not a traditional game plan that we are calling in this situation. Quarterback one is hurt. Gardner Minshew came off two straight losses, and we had to call a game that was going to get us a W. Now, I don't think we played too well in the red zone, but Jalen Hurts ran the ball nine times for 13 yards. You really think in the playoffs, Jalen Hurts is going to have nine carries? He's going to have 19 carries at a minimum for a minimum of 91 yards when it comes up, right? Well, I don't and, know and about that, that. And and I'm and I'm 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 sure that only one of those carries was actually scripted and the rest were just getting out of the pocket and sliding down. That was the quarterback sneak for the one yard. Yeah. Uh, which everyone was like, why why did you call that? Um so in my opinion, we we did what we needed to do to win the game. Defense looked okay, right? Um it was a very vanilla play call, but it wasn't like this RPO. It was a, hey, we're going to hand it off or we're going to pass it here. And we did what we needed to do. I also think one thing that's not being realized here, Gardner Minshew played the last two games. The last team that has film on us was us against the Bears. So now we're going into a playoff game where the last film they've seen on Jalen Hurts is over a month old and he's resting and getting healthy. How do you plan against that for the first round of the playoffs when your most up-to-date, most recent film isn't relevant because a whole other quarterback is taking over into there, right? And I think Hurts got better throughout the season. So we didn't show a lot during this game. This game was an uncharacteristic game of what Jalen Hurts is not going to do in the playoffs, and we still got the W here. So there's a lot of wishful optimism that we didn't show our cards. Jalen Hurts is still healthy. We got the game. And honestly, we kicked five field goals. If any of those in the red zone converted for touchdowns, it would have been that 41-point blowout that wouldn't have even mattered at all with that last-minute touchdown on onside kick. Should give Jake Elliott a little bit of honorable mention for for an up because, you know, my man went five for five. He kicked a a 54-yarder. You could argue that he won us the game or that he helped us set the single-season Eagles record for points scored. Now, that does come with an asterisk, of course, because – we do play one extra game this year. I believe the previous high was set in 2014. There was one less game. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. Um, but s- still just kind of goes to show you uh, the the type of offensive outpouring we've been seeing uh, from this team this year. And like, I'm looking at just some stats now, like seeing AJ Brown four for, you know, four catches for 95 yards. He also set a new uh, Eagles record, uh, beat out Mike Quick. Mike I thought Quick, it was pretty yeah. cool of him to wear that Mike Quick, you know, jersey afterwards, the Kelly Green showing some love. Um, but yeah, AJ finishes on the year just shy of 1500 yards. So, uh, new Eagles record for him. Uh, Devonte Smith had 67 yards yesterday. Uh, Goddard had six catches for 46. So seeing our big three in the receiving game, just kind of reestablish some sort of rhythm with Jalen is like really what I wanted to see. And I think the first play that we saw of the game was a little slant route to AJ Brown. And it's just like, you know, death taxes and slant routes to AJ because it's <laughs> a thing of beauty, you know? So, um, so yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. Should we get into some negatives or do you have more positives you want to hit me with? Yeah. The, the, the other positive I want to say is um, I didn't realize this too until after the game and I'm not the most analytical person, um, but I did notice that Josiah Scott was actually not playing and they had Chauncey Gardner Johnson in the slot corner position. Mm. And that was a huge win from, from what we've heard is like, Scott really seems to be one of the uh, liabilities on the on the defense here. And to have Chauncey Gardner, I mean, dude, he was tackling everywhere. He was everywhere yesterday. Very welcomed addition, especially for missing that many weeks with, I don't know about you, man, but if my kidney got lacerated, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know like how quick I would be to go in and just start putting mind and body you know sure i mean right right back out there yeah i mean and well also uh, he did that is what he played last year so we have been converting him to safety he did play slot corner for what well, he leads the league with interceptions Saints. still yeah exactly so, so that so, safety position was pretty well received as well so who actually so who started for safety if he was at slot corner 
Uh, was uh, it? Oh, Blankenship. I think. Yep, Blankenship. Blankenship. And Blankenship's incredible. I mean, he he's doing really good. Dropped an interception last night, but still, he he's playing really well. He did get trucked over by by that that quarterback. I web. feel like. Do you think there's any? I mean, of, like of course, being a quarterback would be difficult. But for, I'm just trying to think of like being a rookie and what the most difficult position to have to try to play against NFL talent in your first year. I just feel like being any member of the secondary and trying to read the offense or, or keep up with the receivers. Like if you can get any production out of rookie Dude. secondary or players in the secondary that are, rookies, I must have that wrote impressive. down verbatim for, yeah. for my first down. So you need to stop. No, I'm just joking. But, get out of my head. Um, And then, and then, yeah. And I'll, I'll get into the downs end, uh to, to kind of mirror what, what you're saying there. Um, And then just the rest, right? Like that's like the big number one thing here. The the, the top up that I have is that we're, we're going to have Lane Johnson coming back. That is such a huge addition. That just can't be, that just can't be overstated. He is just such a huge part of that offense. Um, Maddox might be back, might not be back. It's trending towards no, maybe if we make the uh, Super Bowl, but then you take that much time off, but Maddox might be back and then Hertz will be better. Um, just giving those guys the rest that they need. Um, I'm really excited. And then, you know, getting Hertz acclimated with game time speed again is also a big thing. Um, he didn't look rusty coming out, though. His arms seemed fine. He didn't seem like he was throwing off target or anything. He actually played pretty well. Um, so I'm really happy to see that he has game time, but with all that rest. Okay, so the downs. I am not one, and people hate this about me. I never complain when cornerbacks don't catch interceptions. I'm the, the top person to, to, to say that. Everyone's like, you're crazy. I'm like, no. Like The cornerback, outside of a guard position, is the most difficult position in, I think, all of sports. Mirroring NFL wide receivers that have elite speed, elite talent, that can tower over you, that are just like the perfect anatomy of like what it is to be a football player covering that person, breaking up passes in an offensive, like favorited league where there's pass interference and everything is the hardest position in all of sports. However, we dropped five turnovers yesterday, five, five turnovers. We dropped and two of them were on Darius Slay. Darius Slay got hit in the numbers on the first one, went through his hands on the second one. Marcus Epps, Marcus Epps, is like as agile as uh, he, he has like hands like like an elephant he's just like not very graceful he's just like this big bulky guy you know what i mean he's not like very like he doesn't like tiptoe he's he's like he's like as light as an elephant reed blankenship dropped one and, and, and i think i'm missing another one that's why they all um, play defense yeah it's why they all play defense and i'm not i'm the one to like i said i'm not the one but like dude and that second dropped interception by Slay went right through his hands. At least like that's like the vantage point we had. Yep. Was was almost unforgivable. And 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 Darius Slay, I think, is getting a little bit bored. I think the playoffs will straighten him out, but he needs to kind of get it together, man. Not giving up, not saying anything bad about Slay, but come on, I'm gonna start calling you Darius if you keep this up. I was and I, you know, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna say anything that isn't true, but through my, you know, through a little bit of, of listening, uh, people were kind of speculating today that he is trying to go for personal stats. And that's yep. why they think that people are trying, you know, they think that he's trying to jump routes, um, maybe yep. not, maybe not defending, you know, the same way that he typically would. So, you know, maybe that is the case. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it's tough to be down on him. I, I love that guy, but yeah, he's definitely been a little bit, a little bit questionable these last couple of weeks. And I don't know, has there been any kind of lingering injury or like anything going on like that beneath the surface that, so what that Ike we don't Reese, know? What Ike Reese said today, I was, I was driving out for a little bit and I flipped it on. They, they said that he's getting bored is, oh. is, is what Derek, like exactly what you said. He's playing for personal stats because he's had a good season. The team is is doing phenomenal, right? They're playing against Webb and they're playing against Andy Dalton. Like he's doing what he needs to do to try to pad his stats. And it's coming off as a little bit of loss in, in technique, right? Like here's the difference. The reason we're calling out Darius Slay is because he's been targeted more. There's oh, yeah. usually I mean, games where we don't even see Darius Slay because no quarterback wants to go his direction. It so he's playing like he's, off a little bit, trying to yeah. jump routes, trying to say, hey, 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 do this. Like Trayvon Diggs stuff. 
Yeah. Well, Trayvon Diggs is, I just think was the luckiest human being in the world yesterday, <laughs> uh, last year. But um, in my opinion, and I don't, I don't mean to, I don't mean to hog, hog your time here. Um, that's what it is. We're seeing Darius Slay getting targeted a lot more because he's tempting quarterbacks to throw it his way. And he's not winning all those balls. He's, he's just tricking them. He's just, he's, he's just reeling them in right now. He's like, look, this is what you see on tape for the last couple of weeks, but come playoffs, I'm going to be back to that old Slay again. Wishful thinking, but I also have the utmost faith in him because for a strong portion of the season, we considered him maybe the best cornerback in all of football, especially when he shut down Justin Jefferson. So, hey, we could be seeing the Vikings again in the first round. Who knows? We'll get more into playoff picture stuff in a little bit. Um, But to get into some downs, first off, like it's always funny when you're sitting in the stands and you know, you're, you're like yelling things that seem like they should be so obvious. And it's like everybody around is kind of on that same wavelength yet. What we see is none of it. So what I'm talking about is running the football yeah. and it's just something that we really are taking our time with, with getting, with, with establishing, um, you know, I, I, te- I typically do kind of defend the, 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 the play calling or the coaches and not so much the last two weeks when we had Gardner Minshew back there. Cause to me, there was no excuse for him coming out and throwing the ball and throwing the ball. When you have hurts back there, it's a different story. Okay. Let him throw the ball. If that's what's, if that's, what's moving the ball down the field, but it's just, I don't know. I was a little taken aback that, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're easing somebody back in. And again, the first drive is just throw, 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 throw. And then like, Finally, with, I think with the quarterback that has a hurt shoulder. Well, exactly. So, right. I trust me. I don't want to see him just hand the ball off. I want to see. I I want to see that shoulder in action. I want. I want to see him throw the ball. I want to. I, I want to get a good look at all of that. But again, we're still trying to win this game, and you still need to run the ball to to try to throw the defense off. And you're also trying to kill some clock. We left a lot of clock available and look the Giants ended up (laughs) it never felt like they were going to come back and win the game but like we couldn't leave early because they were never exactly out of the game you know so I don't know again hindsight we do what we need to do to win it's just I want to just see them establish this run game a little bit earlier and because once they start doing it it seems like it's effective and it's just like why is it taking us so long to start mixing it up so that's my first and (laughs) I, I hate I hate to look back in the past, but I guess you know I, I guess I'm looking at this as a down because I, I'm I want to have faith in the coaching staff, and I'm a little bit hung up on the fact that the reason that we're in this situation where we are right now, where we're hoping that Hertz is healthy, and and the fact that he's even dealing with an injury. Do you know who the team who who's going to finish this year in last places after yesterday? It was supposed to be the Texans, but the Texans ended up winning their game against the Colts. And now the Chicago Bears are officially the worst team in football. Jalen Hurts ran the ball 17 times against the Chicago Bears, and that's the team that he suffered his injury against. That's frustrating, man. That's frustrating that your your mm. your quarterback put his body on the line that much in a game against the worst team in football. So it, it you can't go back in time. And obviously y- you don't ever play the game with expectations of, of players getting hurt, but it just kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth at this point. And then on top of that, things like, um, you know, coach Gannon joking about Hassan Reddick should have more sacks. He's like, Oh, I guess he would have more sacks if I uh, didn't put him in, put him back in coverage so much. Ha 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 ha. He really said that. Yes. And he was laughing like he he was trying to he was trying to be funny. He was saying it jokingly to the media when at a press at at a press conference. And it's like, dude, do not joke about that. That's not funny because you're an idiot for utilizing him that way. We'll get into some of like these numbers that these Eagles ended with. But Hassan Reddick could have ended with 20 sacks this year if he was utilized the way that he should be. So, um, look, it's time to tighten things up. It's time to obviously get our guys healthy. Hopefully hurts. The shoulder is just better. And, um, I think that at the end of the day, no matter what, I'm going to feel okay about whatever this first matchup will be. Um, Me too. 
I don't know about you, but I think that there's one team that I really don't want to see. And I think if we will see them, it will be in the NFC championship. So, yep, I agree. So I think we're done with two up, two down. So let's actually talk a little bit about the playoff uh, bracket. Yeah. So um, Eagles don't clinch number one seeds very often. So what happens is, is we have three games in the NFC that are taking place this week in the number five. Uh, Cowboys are playing the number four Bucks. Six New York Giants are taking on the three Vikings. Seven Seahawks are taking on the two 49ers. And the reason I said those numbers before is that is their seeding. So the winner of all three of those games, the lowest seed will will play us, if if that makes sense. So out of all three possible scenarios, um, if I was writing a story, I'd want to play the Dallas Cowboys because how sweet would it be to play our NFC East rivals, Dak and Jalen, both healthy, going at it. Um, if I was hopeful for a team, it would be the New York Giants because I think they are the weakest team in the playoffs. And I think we could absolutely punch our ticket to the championship game if it is the Giants. But what I think is going to happen and what I don't want to happen and I don't want Jalen to have PTSD is I unfortunately think it's going to be us against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Something about Tom Brady in the playoffs, even though they are like the one of the uh, Brady, he'll be unfamiliar with this position. The league will be eight, nine Buccaneers, 16, six team ever to make the playoffs with a losing record and Hmm. leave it up to Tom Brady to get in there. And man, if there is just one person I don't want to see in the playoffs, it is him. So that's what I think will happen. Story Cowboys best possible case would be New York. I don't see the Seahawks beating the 49ers. I don't even think that's like a relevant uh, thing to be considering, but technically speaking, if the giants win and the Cowboys win and the Seahawks win, we would actually be playing the Seahawks because they're the lowest seed. So the reality is, we're not <laughs> very long-winded po- sorry <laughs> no 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 I, I thought that that was very that was very informative I I think the most important thing is that we don't see San Francisco I think San Francisco is the strongest team yes. um but even look you know we'll cross that bridge when we get there I I did you know when you're saying how it would be great to play Dallas next week I I'm kind of holding on to hope I don't know if it can work out this way but if there's a chance of us seeing Dallas in the NFC championship and beating them there it would feel even better, obviously. I don't want to get too greedy. Um, well, that's but, why I said if I was writing a story, right, sure. and I had my Cinderella ending, it would be it would be Eagles Dallas at the link in a freaking playoff game that I'll be at. I mean, I just I can't <laughs> I just can't even fathom how excited I would be. You know, so it looks like so they'll have they'll have two games on Saturday. So uh, the Seahawks and the Niners will play the the afternoon four thirty game on Saturday, followed by Chargers Jaguars at eight fifteen. Then on Sunday we have Dolphins Bills at one. We have Giants-Vikings at 4.30, and then we have the primetime game, which is Ravens-Bengals. Should be a good one. Yeah. And then the final game will be uh, on Monday night, which is Buccaneers and Cowboys. It's kind of interesting, as as much as their records differ, well, A, it's funny that the Cowboys have to travel to Tampa Bay to play a worse team, but that's, yeah. that's how it goes. Um, but look, the Cowboys are only a three-point favorite. So, you know, I know that maybe the home team gets – three for being at home. So if you want to look at that as, as a six point favorite, look, I think that game is as much of a coin flip as you're going to find, especially I think the Cowboys are, I think their egos are probably a little hurt by getting beat by, um, Sam, Sam, Sam Howell. Who? I was watching, I was watching the, the clips of that game today. There was like an eight minute, uh, rewind today. It was awful. It was such a bad game. I mean, it wasn't even that Sam Howell looked good. It was bad. Sam Howell made like four good throws that game. It was pathetic, dude. Pathetic. I mean, I, I guess like I don't know if the Cowboys were really playing for anything or, or not playing for anything. It seemed I guess their seed was pretty much solidified at that point. So I don't I don't know if 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 they were just, you know, doing what the Eagles were doing, maybe calling a little bit more of a vanilla playbook. But even so, Dak Prescott had you know, through another pick six. Um, his his completion percentage was a joke. So um, anyway, all this, all this, just to come back to say the Cowboys definitely don't scare me. The Buccaneers, I don't think scare anyone this year, although Tom Brady is in the playoffs, you know, and that, that, like that, of course, is enough reason to, to worry. Um, 
So we'll see. But I, I think you and I can both agree the 49ers right now look incredible. Um, the one thing that I will say, and again, the Re- 49ers, really quick, re- yeah, really quick before we go on to the 49ers, the best part about the Monday night game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as an Eagles fan, you have to love it because either Tom Brady is going to lose or the Dallas Cowboys are going to lose. I mean, it doesn't. It literally doesn't get any better than that because the, the whole world thing. is against Tom Brady because he's been the bane of our existence since he <laughs> came into the league, and the Cowboys suck. So well, it's not, literally the best matchup you could possibly have. <laughs> not the bane of our existence because uh, we we took care of him in the last Super Bowl. Yeah, so. but he's so, he's. I no. mean, he beat us last year. This he's is true. Beat us in another Super Bowl, he's. I guess he's the kind of only better. thing the the only thing that could possibly be better is Tom Brady in a Dallas Cowboys uniform losing to the Eagles. <laughs> Which coming speaking, out there with a walker? <laughs> oh my lord! Yeah. Well, here's the thing, and here here's here's more speculation to have some fun with. Um, <laughs> another team who wears silver. I I'm hearing legitimate possibilities of of Tom going to the Raiders. And look, man, he's he's a single guy. Like he he's he's divorced. <laughs> he had like. I do think that the reason that he considered retiring before was more so for family. And I know that he has children and by all things, I, I think, and I hope that he's a present father, but um, I, I feel like he's going to keep playing. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Um, un- unless like this year with the Buccaneers, if, if this was a sign of him kind of like going on the downswing I don't know. I don't know if it's him or maybe he's just playing with a crappy offensive line. Maybe Bruce Arians not being there anymore. It's really strange because they have a lot of the same players. So I'm kind of confused about the Bucks and Tom Brady. But, dude, don't be surprised if he's here at age 50 playing in Las Vegas. Hey, man, I, I think the rumor was out there that Tom Brady was going to play for the 49ers. Could you imagine? Well, that would not be good. Um, and-, and Brock Purdy, whatever he's getting paid, it's the league minimum. So they got some cap space that they can bring old uh, old Tommy over well, there if they wanted to. <laughs> two years ago, though, it's like and like we talk about this with the Eagles. When you spend high draft capital on a yep. player, you kind of have to you you kind of have to give them every opportunity unless you can get some sort of trade value for them. So Trey Lance was drafted, I think, third overall uh, two seasons ago. I think mm-hmm. this was his second season, but it was he he entered the year as their starter before he got hurt. And honestly, luckily for the Niners, they have Jimmy Garoppolo, who isn't great, but he's better than Gardner Minshew. You know, he's a good backup. And Brock Purdy, literally the last pick in the NFL draft. Mr. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant is um, has been really good. Uh, The one thing that I, I still question with the 49ers is it seems like every game they've been playing with a lead. It makes me curious to see if in any of these games, if they're playing from behind. How do they operate? I mean, they still have plenty of weapons, but I at that point, it's like Brock Purdy then is going to have to throw the ball, and you're going he's going to need to be the one to beat you. So yeah, well, don't be surprised if we see some crazy stuff in the playoffs. So this is the fifth time since 1970 that every single playoff match this week is a rematch of a regular season game. So that means, I mean, when you play a team twice, it's always different, right? That's why I always say division games are always different. We can always count on splitting with Dallas or the Giants every year because you see each other. You understand it. You're used to it. So we may see some crazy stuff. And I think the Seattle and San Francisco, this will be the third go around with them this season. So that would be, yeah, yeah, that's going to be pretty interesting too. Geno Smith, I think, is the obvious comeback player of the year. Um Beating Russell Wilson's <laughs> records on the on the on the Seahawks crazy story for Geno. So we'll we'll see. Um, I I fully expect to see San Francisco winning that game, but um, really excited for this weekend. Lots of great matchups. Easily the best weekend of the season. We got we have six football games to enjoy, and I know my face will probably be buried in Fanduel and DraftKings and the seventeen other sports books. But there you go. Look, nothing. <laughs> There's just nothing better. <laughs> There's just nothing better, baby. Um, I do want to just kind of like, I do want to take a second to really, you know, kind of take a second to zoom out from, we're looking at the playoffs, but this Eagle season really was historic. Um, I, I, I know we didn't have this like triumph, this tri- triumphant finish to the season and Jalen getting banged up and, and losing the two games with Minshew definitely kind of, uh, Stopped a little bit of the momentum, but 
you know, like I said before, Jalen was 14 and one as a starter. This team was 14 and three. I know you, me, you and Vincent, we all did our, we all did our preseason predictions. We, I think, were you the, either you or Vince had the most wins predicted. It was think, not me. I think I was the least. So I think Vince may have, may have had 12 wins as his prediction. Um, the Eagles have exceeded all of our wildest expectations. They finished as the number one seed. They, they, they get a buy. I, none of us saw that coming. Like I, I thought we were maybe a 10 win team. Um, I was expecting some growth after last season, hoping and praying that, that we were going to see that progression in Jalen hurts. And we got so much more than, than we bargained for. Um, I wanted like, just take some time and, and hit, like, feel free to cut me off whenever, but just to kind of like give a comparison of this 2022 season compared to last year, because even though last year, like we, I mean, we made the playoffs, right? Like, I guess by all things considered, it was a successful year, but I've said it before. Like, this is the best team that I can remember watching. Like I was born in 1988. I know that there were some good Buddy Ryan teams and obviously we had all those Andy Reid teams and we won a Super Bowl a couple years ago, but like the numbers speak for themselves. The talent speak speaks for itself. Alex, I feel like that trade for AJ Brown might be the greatest trade in in Eagles history. Like, and I don't think that that's hyperbole. So, um, what it like, I guess just like, even though it's been like a stressful finish, just like as a whole, how surprising has the season like been for you to, to watch? Yeah, man. I mean, I don't think it's any secret that, you know, early on, even, even this season, everything I said was, well, it's up to Jalen hurts, but if Jalen hurts doesn't get it done, we have a top pick in the first round next year. So there is, Nothing to, there's nothing to worry about. And then, oh yeah, well, Hurts, he can't throw from the left side of the field. <laughs> he can't do that to being considered. And I don't think he'll win because he missed the time, but be considered the league MVP on a 14 win team. First round by three wins away from a Super Bowl. And like, just to actually think that a few months ago, our window to the Super Bowl would be open right now. I wouldn't have believed you. I didn't even think that I thought AJ Brown was really going to be that much of a threat because one, I was like, well, the Titans got rid of him. And two, Jalen Hurts can't throw a deep ball. Did you know, according to like pro football focus, Jalen Hurts is one of the most accurate deep ball throwers in the NFL. That like, is- like, like, like more than more than Josh Allen. I don't have the stat in front of me, but like he's like a top thrower of the of the football downfield. And it, it doesn't surprise me when you say that, because when like just thinking about this season, how many just deep connections have there? There have been so many. Big there plays. was a criticism that Jalen Hurts struggled inside the red zone. And the reason he struggled inside the red zone, because it didn't look good on stats, is because he was throwing from touchdowns outside of the red zone. We didn't even get into the red zone because <laughs> right. we were scoring touchdowns outside of the red zone. Right. right. Like, don't right. come at me with that with, with that garbage. So, um, yeah, I, it, it is, it is surprising. I hope that it is something that we, that we can continue to do. Um, if it is, man, the locker room is wonderful and mm-hmm. this is the type of team that attracts the top talent, right? That people are usually going to chase contracts, but if people have the opportunity to pick where they go, free agents decide. Philadelphia is going to be one of those destination cities from from what we have. So, and we welcome all offensive linemen who can sing because if they want to release another album next year for, uh, do any of the other holidays have albums? We could do Christmas again. That's fine. Anyway, I, I can't think of another song. Holiday. Is there a Happy Halloween Thanksgiving, song? Halloween, yeah. Arbor it's... Day, Arbor Day. No, I don't know, but Bastille Day. <laughs> <laughs> a steel day, not even an American holiday. Um, but yeah, man, no, I, I, I think it, it's totally surprising. And, and you're, we're going to talk about some of the stats here, but I called this out before the episode today. This Philadelphia Eagles team is the third team with the most amount of sacks in a season at 70. That's mm-hmm. two behind the 84 Bears, which is like a, a legendary defensive team that like yep. they went on a run. And then that was by the 89, you were one year old. Uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings. Remember it um, like it was yesterday. Yeah, remember. <laughs> so yeah, it to- totally, totally shocked. Totally. Surprising. And Alex, if Gannon, you know, haha, Mr. Jokester. Oh well, if I didn't drop Hassan Reddick back in coverage so much, 
yeah, guess what? You, we probably would have set the all-time record. Although, again, I do have to. We do have to asterisk. You know, keep things in perspective. This is over the course of a 17-game season, which is this is the second season Agreed. that this is in effect. And these these past uh, sack records were with 16 games. So, so let me ask you something about Gannon, really quick. Just a quick side tangent. Yeah. There is rumors that we all saw that the head coach for the uh, Texans got fired and that Jonathan Gannon is a head prospect. Um, He's already been requested to interview for that role. We have the top pass defense in the league. We have the most amount of sacks in this league. Do you, but a lot of people are saying they can't wait to get Gannon out of here to get someone else into here. I remember those Jim Schwartz days where it was just bombs away. It was bend, but don't break. And we were bending an awful lot. (laughs) Do you think the talent over overshadows the coaching, or do you think the coaching we can attribute to that success? That's a great question. I mean, all I can really go by is is what I see on the field. I think that there's games where we see we see play that's that's reminiscent of last year, where we kind of sag off and, and we're allowing the under the underneath routes. And um, but I, I do want to like I do feel like. This has been, a, a, I guess, just like, I don't know. I all right. I have an answer. I'm ready to give you. I'm ready to give you an answer now. Do we um, want them or no? That's it. That's the question. Do we? No. I'm. I'm fine moving on. I. I'm fine moving on. I. I will say. I think it's more personnel than than coaching. Okay. I also agree with you. Um. I think Darius Slay was not as much as a threat last year as he was this year. I think that we got some new people in here. Hassan Reddick, dog. Mm-hmm. CJ Gardner-Johnson, dog. Mm-hmm. James Bradbury, dog. Right? Marcus Epps, dog. These guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're phenomenal. Darius Slay, right? I think with my current, with my previous statement about Philadelphia being a destination city, we're going to recruit the top talent. That's also going to include, uh, include coaches that want to be here uh, of part of Nick's staff. So I welcome the change, but it is hard for me to be like excited and be like, bye, when we have like one of the top defenses in the league, right? And and there is a guy at the helm that is responsible for that. Sure, so sure. Kind of I'm trying to think who the uh, the Chiefs defensive coordinator was. Um before Spagnola, uh, see how how well Google can work on the on the fly here. I would know his name if I heard it, but or is it Vic Fangio or was he with the Broncos? I I feel like the name Vic Fangio has come up and um, could be a potential replacement if Gannon does in fact go to the Texans. Um, but yeah, you know it's I I, I have seen. Overall, just bet more this year, obviously more blitzing, just overall better defensive play. I mean, it's I'll get into the numbers now just to kind of show how impressive this defense has been. But I do think a lot of it has to do with the players. So to start off here, interceptions, we've talked about Gardner Johnson all year in his first season with the Eagles. He finishes with six on the season, and that is number one in the league. There were four players tied with six, but he was also injured for the last I don't know, quarter, third, you know, third of a season. So I think it's safe to say he would have well surpassed and and been first in the league if uh, if he didn't get injured. Then we're looking at sacks here. Like you said, you know, we finished we, we finished number one in the league this year in sacks with 70. Uh, compare that to a year ago, Alex. We had 70 sacks this year. We had, we had 29 last year. Wow. We had 40. Is that correct, Math? 41. Wow. Less sacks. We went from number 31. Wow. We went from second to last to number one. So let's look at, I mean, Hassan Reddick, 16 sacks. Javon Hargrave, 11. Josh Sweat, Joshua Perspiration, 11. Brandon Graham, 11. And that, and like, we also forget, how often do we talk about TJ Edwards? Not often. And it's wild that he wasn't picked to be a pro bowler. He finished with 159 solo tackles this year. Wow. Number six in all of football. I know we were excited about Nicobe Dean. The reason that guy has not touched the field that much is because TJ Edwards has been in so well. TJ Edwards has been awesome. And, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of great play out of Kaiser White. I think that was like another yeah, very. Kaiser yeah. is, he's always there, man. Yep, I love him. Yep. Great under the radar signing. Um, so let's look at some offensive numbers here. So points scored per game. Last year, we were number 12 in the league with uh, 25 and a half. This year, number three, 28.1 points per game. Offensive yards per game, 
We're also number three in that, 389 yards compared to last year. We were number 13 with 358. Pass yards per game, number nine this year compared to number 21 last year. So huge upgrade in the pass game. Rush yards per game. This one was kind of interesting. Last year, we were the number one rushing team in yep. the NFL at 156. Yep. I remember that. Yep. This year, we're number five, only about nine yards less per game. So we finished this year 147.6, which is number five. Something interesting that I saw, though, in the last three weeks of the season, and that was with Minshew, obviously, for two of those games and not having Hurts running the ball, um, we only averaged 93 yards rushing over the last three games. So when we averaged 147 on the year, really those last three games is what kind of brought that average down so much. Um, something also that I noticed here when looking at the rushing numbers, a lot of the teams with the highest rushing numbers do have mobile quarterbacks. So you have Chicago, who was the number one rushing team. You have Baltimore, who was number two. They have Lamar Jackson and even, you know, Todd Huntley can, can run as well. Then you have Atlanta. They had Mariota. Then they had Ritter. And I know that they were just more of a running team. And then the Giants were number four. Daniel Jones, pretty mobile. Here's the interesting thing. So the Eagles are number five. All of those four teams that I just mentioned are all bottom five in pass offense, but the Eagles are number nine in pass offense. It's good analysis. Yeah, it's just like pretty astounding. It's like, well, okay, these teams are good at running the ball, but wow, they cannot throw the ball a lick. Again, this is what makes me feel confident in the Eagles and makes me appreciate the season is that they have been able to get it done every single way. So offensively, historic season incredible stuff um you know just to like look at some of these play re- receiving yards aj brown just shy of, of 1500 like we said that was number four in the entire league Devonte smith not far behind number nine in the entire league Devonte smith top 10 this year in receiving wow. yards and probably didn't even notice it because of aj uh Devonte four yards shy of 1200 so aj aj was four yards shy of 1500 Devonte four yards shy of 1200 just absurd receptions. Devontae Smith actually had more than AJ, uh, finished number 11 in the league with 95. AJ Brown had 88, which was number 13 in the league. Rush yards, Miles Sanders finished number five, 1,269 yards. Awesome stuff. And they didn't use them nearly as much as they could have. You know what I mean? Uh, Then rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts was number two in the NFL, missing two games. Uh, He had 13 rushing touchdowns. Miles Sanders had 11. That was number eight in the league. Wow. Um, so like offense and so, and, uh, last, I guess last offensive thing I'm looking at here is just as QB rating, uh, Jalen hurts was number four with a 101.5 QB rating. Interestingly, the quarterbacks ahead of him, number three was Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, number two is Patrick Mahomes. So that is like, all right, and number well, one's Danny Jones, isn't it? No, it's Tua, which Tua. I was really surprised by. Yeah. Really surprised by that. Um, and then just real quick, uh, defensively, you know, this year we were number two in yards allowed, yards allowed per game. Um, we were number one in points allowed. Per, I'm sorry, pass yards allowed per game, like you said before. Um, so just like it's a Super give, Bowl team, Andrew, that's a Super Bowl team right there. I just like I don't know what else. I don't know what else we we need. Like I'm I want to look at this season as a collection. I don't want to look at it as what we saw this past week and think that that's what we're going to see in the playoffs. This team was awesome this entire year, man. And whoo. Wow. I'm, 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 I think I got, I just got myself a little bit excited. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, man. Well, we will see what happens. I am so excited. Um, this time next week, we'll know who we're playing. I can't wait for a great weekend. Um, one other thing that ended this week was <laughs> our swing it. Underdog picks for the week. And if oh, this Alex. didn't end in crazy end of year fashion, I don't know what did. So you picked you picked the Atlanta Falcons to win, didn't you? I did not. I didn't. needed I needed more points than that. So I went with the I, I had the Seahawks losing to the Rams, and the Seahawks won in overtime. So I was very close <laughs> to pulling out that win. And you were pretty well, that game wasn't looking good for your pick until the second half. Really, Who was my pick? I don't even remember. I think I thought you took the Lions. I bet on the Lions. I think I did. I think I, I think did pick the, the Lions. Lions. And well, damn, damn, because you did it. You won. You won. 
I won, won swinging it for the year. I do. Yeah, congrats. I really honestly would love to, to continue this into the playoffs. And maybe that's just because I'm not ready to lose quite yet or admit defeat. But let's um, let's talk with Ali before it starts. Let's yeah, do something different than swinging it because it's going to be, you know, three, four point spreads anyway. Well, maybe yeah. we can like pick a bracket and like whoever has like the like highest completion percentage or something. Well, we'll we really would only have. We would only have two weeks to really have enough games to choose between because we would have six games this week and then four games the following yeah. week. Yeah. So maybe so, we like do a bracket or, or something like that. We we'll figure something fun out. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, we will know who we are playing next week at this time. I'm really excited. Andrew, anything final you want to discuss before we end tonight's episode? <laughs> If you are a fan of sports, your opinion means nothing if you can't pronounce somebody's name right. Alex and I were stopped by these two women uh, on the way to the state <laughs> into the stadium yesterday. And first of all, the woman had lipstick on her teeth, which again I w- would be would be totally acceptable uh, if she knew what she was talking about, but. She, she, I don't like that Gardner Minshaw. Minshaw. That, that Minshaw. He's, Minshaw. I don't understand why they. So like, <laughs> what, like the second she said Minshaw, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta just. He's not even good. He's not even good. I don't even know why we played him to a Minshaw. I'm like, oh my gosh. Why do they put these quarterbacks in if they don't even practice with all of the first team players? How are they supposed to do it? I'm like, okay, please, <laughs> please just keep walking. <laughs> So, um, just pronounce our players' names right. That's all. That's all. You know? Yeah, it's not you know, like hard. the Jaguars. <laughs> well, I will say that's the first time I've ever heard Minshaw. I've heard Jaguars by a ton of people, so at least you have a little bit of support there. Oh, anyway, man. man. But, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for this weekend. Thanks again for awesome, awesome game yesterday. It was great being down there. So, uh, go Birds, baby. Go Birds. Birds, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for kicking it with us. Peace.